Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Who are the coolest dudes on the planet? United, United States, States veterans. veterans. What's the coolest sport on the planet? Pro, Pro wrestling. wrestling. And what would be the coolest podcast on the planet? That would be this one. U.S. military vets talking Pro wrestling. This is the No Shave Man Cave. Two badass disabled vets sharing their love of pro wrestling, giving you their perspective as fans, talking about current events and matches, history of titles, and who knows what else. Let's do it. Welcome, Welcome to the, the no, no Shave Men Cave. Now your hosts, Ellie Jair and Jay Tilly. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, wrestling fans, and sports entertainment fans, welcome to the No Shave Man Cave. I'm Ellie Jair. I am Jay Tilly. I wish that we were sitting behind some slots in Las Vegas, just like the AEW Dynamite and uh, Rampage and Double or Nothing Bubba's are doing. What about you? Yeah, that was... Uh... Man, I, I love Vegas to begin with, so any chance to go to Vegas, I'd be okay with it. I got married in Vegas, actually. Really? So, oh, yeah. It was a good time. We had a blast. Nice. Uh, you know, I thought the crowd would actually be a little hotter. I know you talked about it right before we came on air, and I told you to shut up, and we'll talk about it on air, but <laughs> uh, I I thought the crowd would be a little hotter. However, at the same time, there was a lot of talking segments and backstage segments and other things that happened on this show that... Like, I understand, like, if I would have been there, too, I'd probably been a little not as hot. And then you got to take into account that they did probably Ring of Honor first, I'm guessing. Uh, and then, you know, they knew they had to sit through Rampage, so maybe that. But don't get me wrong. There were still some great pops. There were still some really good surprises. And there were parts that I thought that the fans came up 
uh, but it wasn't your typical, holy cow, they're really loud. Uh, and that could be the way it was mic'd up too, I'm not sure, but it did not come across on TV as loud as it normally does for uh, the AEW shows. Yeah, I cut them a little slack just because like, and you had pointed out like the amount of production time and I was like, yeah, that's true, you know, because I pay a little bit of attention to um, a little bit of attention to that and the the timing and, you know, the commentary. They were great <laughs> and they got uh, they got involved a little and yeah, it, just a little. I, yeah. And man, what a great way to start the show to um, the pyro was great. It's Wednesday night. You know what that means. And then you hear that probably, if not the number one, the top three entrance songs of Orange Cassidy. Man, that is just, woof. Well, not only a great entrance song, talk about a freaking five-star banger of a match. And what a, like, AEW is so good at that hot start. And that match, man, holy cow. It, it was one of those matches where, you knew going into it, you know, Orange Cassidy's going to win. We know he's going to win. However, there were definitely some points in that I'm like, oh, he's not going to win. Like one of the first drops on his neck, like Orange Cassidy made this face and kind of reached up. And I'm like, oh my God, They're like he really hurt himself. But that told the story for the rest of the match and showed that his selling and everything was, you know, like that was the psychology of the mask is, is now his hands busted. He's got back issues. He's got shoulder issues. I feel you, brother. And now his neck <laughs> issues. And I was like all right, like the dude is like, that's a great, like, I'm sorry. I'm a huge Kenny Omega fan. Love Kenny Omega. think he's one of the top in the world. I was sitting thinking today. I'm like, all right, like if I were to do right now, current state of wrestling, my top five wrestlers, because I was thinking about it, you know, like, all right, why am I not in this WWE as much? And I was like, well, I don't really like any of the wrestlers there except for maybe Cody. And Orange Cassidy comes up on my list almost consistently in my top three. He is such a, and hear me out now. Old school baby face to the point, like the way he sells with a new school attitude about it. He's that oh, yeah. comedic, you know, lazy wrestler. However, if you look at the psychology of the whole thing, the lazy wrestler part, he uses as his way to get over his opponents. So like he'll do the kicks and like you see his opponents get mad. And as soon as they get mad, he turns it on real quick. And next thing you know, he's, he's going crazy. And I heard somebody compare him and I didn't think about it until they said it to Ricky Steamboat. As, oh, wow. as like this top of the line baby face. And I'm like, that's a good point. Like I can never see him turning heel and he is so good at what he does. I like he needs to be, I, I was petitioning Adam Cole to be the champion to, to beat MJF. I'd love to see Orange Cassidy do it. Wow. Man, I, I think, I think you yeah. strapped that guy with a world title. Look what he's done with this title, right? I mean, awesome. And I also saw a pretty cool meme out there. It was uh, Roman Reigns has defended the title 23 times in 998 days. Orange Cassidy's defended it 22 times in like 50 or something like that. <laughs> yeah, the the other part too, like Orange Cassidy's over here, he's selling his his um his hand, he's got his shoulder taped, he's got his back taped and you had uh Fletcher like rip off the tape. I'm like, "Oh, okay, he's working it. He's, you know, he's he's playing that that heel and then commentary gets involved and you know Taz is talking about how he broke his neck and uh Excalibur is talking about how vicious the move set is um that Fletcher's got going on and then Shivani's like you know and then he's on the other side of it saying hey well you know Fletcher's got to think he doesn't have his tag team partner and I'm like oh wow they're telling the 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 wrestlers are telling the story in the ring fighting underneath good versus evil I'm going to work harder than you. Uh, Fletcher comes off the second rope with that 
um, like a modified blue thunderbomb. And I thought, all right, if this was WWE, we'd be at the medical facility. And um, Cassidy sold it, did really great. Fletcher took that extra second before he went for the pin. One, two, 2.9 kick out. Like, oh, man, the false finishes. But, man, yeah, I mean, for Fletcher being... New to AEW, congratulations to uh, to Aussie Open being all elite, by the way, and uh, can't wait to see the Yeti back after his surgery. But the um, that match, though, awesome match, and it's absolutely a instant classic that um, you're going to want to go back and watch over and over again just to see you know the storytelling. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, you mentioned the storytelling. One of the things uh, recently, I've kind of started doing this on my own, unbeknownst to you, just because I've been experimenting myself is i've been watching matches like kenny omega will all spray right and i'll probably do it with this one too where i mute the commentary because i want to see how much of the story is getting told in the ring so it's not just all right how much is the commentary telling me because even though i kind of i listen to it but you tone them out but you still kind of hear everything going on i've lately been like all right well like for these guys that i consider my top tops of the top and this is what led me to the orange cassidy thing is like all right can i infer the story by the way their facials are by the way they sell certain things by the matches or by the way the match flow goes i like and it's kind of like i'm teaching myself like all right like and and if you think about it as a live crowd they need to be able to do that stuff because when you're live you're not hearing the commentary and going back and thinking about my aew fandom i watched a lot of the dynamites and the pay-per-views when they came out of the pandemic here live so I got used to that storytelling aspect of it, and I think that's why I'm so drawn to it is because I know what those guys are doing in the ring. I know the psychology they're trying to use, and yeah, it blows my mind. Like, and, and that's what made me go like, man, Orange Cassidy can tell such a great story. Like, try it. Like, mute the commentary on it. Yeah. I know you like your fan noise, but mute the commentary on it and just kind of like watch it, yeah. and you'll see this story. Like, the guy got super kicked in the hand. You know, I'm like, oh, that's awesome. And then when he's got Kyle Fletcher on the top rope, and he's like trying to punch him and he goes, ow, real loud because yeah. it hurts. Uh, man, it's like great storytelling in the ring, which, you know, you go back to the Carney days, they didn't have commentators, they didn't have calling, you know, uh, live and telling you the background story. So, and that's why I say like, he's probably one of the better current wrestlers, I think, that's very old school too, because he's really good at that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'd, I'm uh, interested. I'll... You know, when we're done here, I'm going to look up Orange Cassidy and how long he's been wrestling. And, you know, he was an indie darling for the longest time. And, you know, it, it was only a couple of years ago where, like we talked about the other night, where he's the guy going against Jericho and he got a victory over Jericho. And now all of a sudden he's the he's the, you know, cream of the crop over there. And, you know, um Darby Allen is starting to come into his own. The um, Jungle Jack is coming into his own. MJF is your world champion. And, you know, we'll get into MJF's promo, but, like, it's it's so impressive how, you know, how they're doing it. They're doing it from within. Commentary strong. Um, you know, there's a lot of breaking news, too, that uh, CM Punk is down with Collision. Unfortunately, Collision won't be here in the bold city of uh, Jacksonville, Florida. So they'll be getting it in the United Center in Chi-Town. And it's, you know, so hopefully they can they can stay cool because everything seems like it's working over in AEW. And um, 
I'd, I'd love for it to stay that way because the just the quality and the product and the work rate, just everything across the board has been fantastic. Yeah, 100% agree. Uh, and you talked to the four pillars stuff. What I thought was interesting is, well, and so I've got, so maybe this show will do a little prognosticating for double or nothing too, uh, because there wasn't a whole lot on this show to really talk about as far as wrestling. And we had, there were a couple of good matches, but uh, overall I thought this dynamite in general was a little slower than normal for a go home show specifically. Although there were a couple huge surprises and pops that I was like, all right, that's cool. You know? Uh, but I have a prediction for the, the pillars match. I think we're going to see jungle boy turn heel. And I almost want to see him lay down for MJF. So like we've gotten the whole story with, with, uh, Oh boy, Sammy Guevara and how Sammy Guevara is going to, you know, hey, I'll give you this big check. I'll give you this big check. Well, what if Jungle Boy decided to take that check? So we go through the whole match and we get to a spot towards the end and, and it's Jungle Boy and MJF in the ring and Jungle Boy just goes, cool, and lays down and MJF pins him. And now you've got those two together and, and you've turned Jungle Boy really big time heel, you know, the finger poke of doom kind of style. <laughs> You know, I, I'm like, I was thinking yeah, that I didn't. That would I be didn't want to, such a good like swerve. another four letter word. I don't like to use. Yeah, the finger <laughs> poke do. But I mean, what a great swerve! What a great way to flip Jungle Boy. Uh, the crowds are kind of not with him as much, and you look at Sammy Guevara, who is playing up the 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 babyface side of it a lot, a which lot, I think yeah. a lot, which I think is going to turn into something between the JAS and Sammy Guevara. Like eventually, they're going to go. Hey, like, where have you been with all the stuff we're doing? You know, like I could see Jericho and Garcia getting mad at him because he hasn't been out there for the Adam Cole stuff. Like, where where are you in? Why are you not helping us? And, you know, the way AEW does their booking, like you've got all these little connective things. And this could be one of those, which now we're going to go circle back to the Garcia-Sammy Guevara feud, which we started teasing almost six months to a year ago. Right. You know, where he's my he's my mentor, he's my protege, you listen to him and you'll be fine. Well, now, you know, Guevara's gone and done his own thing, but he's, you know, in the title picture now. So, from Guevara's standpoint, like, I, I didn't need the JAS. So, I'm curious to see where all that's going to pan out. Yeah, I, I hope, and like how you're saying it now, I'm like, oh, wow, yeah, he has been pretty babyface. You haven't seen them in the ring, or you haven't seen Sammy in the ring with the JAS, and you know, he's been doing okay. And if if they don't pay that off, kind of like how they did when uh, 10 left the Dark Order, they just they just set the table up and never use it. You're like, dude, come on, use the table. Hey, eight and years down the road, Negative One's <laughs> going to show up and get his yeah, revenge. Get his revenge. It was like uh, the WWE when they came out and had that, uh, that abomination of an angle where uh, Ali was the, the leader of that faction and they oh, pulled, yeah. uh, pulled retribution a bunch of, or whatever. Retribution, yeah. yeah. They pulled a bunch of people up, just derailed uh, Dijak, called him uh, T-Bar or whatever. Um, Mia Yim was like a shell of herself, and then a lot of them ended up getting released. So I would love to see them pay this off. And like 1% of me thinks that there could be a title change, and the crowd would have to to really, really go just bonkers over um, Guevara. I don't think it'd be Darby Allen. Um, I don't think it'll be Jungle Jack because I like what you're saying, you know, the, the heel turn. So it's really up to MJF and Guevara who's going to go home with the with the title. But 99% of me 
is, you know, I'm like, okay, yeah, MJF, MJF is going to leave with uh, Triple B and uh, continue to be your AEW World Heavyweight Champion. Yeah, and 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 the the promo that uh, Jack Perry cut kind of led to every time I leave Dove or nothing, I'm sad. Well, is that planting a seed that he's going to leave happy this time, whether it's with the championship or a big old fat check from big MJF? Check, yeah. So it'll be interesting. And that's, and even you had that that's the one that's was a it? good pickup. Yeah, and then you had that thing a few maybe two dynamites ago. Maybe three, where it was the tag match between Guevara and um, MJF versus uh, Jungle Boy and Darby. And MJF kind of sneaks into the locker room with Jungle Boy and was talking to him. And Darby catches him like, what was that all about? Oh, no, yeah. no, I got you. Don't worry. And I'm like, well, man, that that Ooh. started to plant the seed for me. And now I'm like, all right, so what are they going to do from there? So I'm very curious, like, if that I, just the way AEW does their storytelling and their connected tissues and all that stuff. I think there's, I don't think there was nothing to that. I think there's a reason that happened. Yeah. That's, that's a good pickup. I think, you know, I get excited when I, I pick up on WWE that uh, Paul Heyman had a visitor's badge on his, (laughs) on his phone. And then there's times where you're like, wait a minute, let me rewind that. And I have to watch two or three times for something that AEW does because it's so subtle. And if you weren't paying attention in you know the first episode when Cody Rhodes said something about you know whatever you're you know and that's why I I really enjoy wrestling and that whole episodic television and how yeah you don't have to watch every single week to understand who's doing what to who and why but if you are paying attention the stories make so much more sense and I it's I think a great recommendation to anyone who's like yeah I really like these wrestlers. He he doesn't make sense to me. Is he a heel or a face? Cut the commentary. Watch the story being told. And uh, I think at, you know once uh, once the ref is raising someone's hand, you'll go, oh, okay, that made sense. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, uh, I was going back to what I started to say about the, the top wrestlers and stuff. Like AEW's got a few of mine because you had that trios match too, man. Oh man, Brody King, uh, Malachi Black, <sighs> and. Uh, Buddy Matthews versus A.R. Fox, Blake Christian, and Metalik. Talk, talk about throwing three dudes in there to just get their butts kicked. Oh, First man. of all, loved the change of the camera. I loved the... So last week, they did it all blacked out. I wasn't a fan of that. I absolutely loved the kind of spirally light thing they did this time. 100% fixed it, loved it, keep that. It was. It made it so great. <laughs> That's a and sustain. Vi- <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the, the visual of uh, Brody King... You know, hanging Blake Christian by Holy his neck sh- over the rope while man. Buddy Murphy is doing Rhea Ripley's finisher submission hold. I caught that too. I was waiting to see if commentary was going to say something like, oh, you know, his wife does that or his girlfriend does that too, but they didn't. <laughs> and then you've got Malachi back doing the knee bar and that the shot of those three. So they shot this perfectly and AEW can flub some of their production shots a lot. We talk about it. You know, John Moxley. What's he doing? Oh, he's scratching his head. Yeah, Jericho falling off the cage and yeah, the camera a, yeah. catches the cushion. Like, yeah, this was this was a really, really good shot. And you know, it looked kudos. like they were in hell. Like I'm yeah. like, that would be hell right there. Yeah. <laughs> like, getting that's, choked uh, out by Brody King. That's the house of black right there. <laughs> yeah. Fa- fantastic match. And yeah. that match overall was was really good. <clears throat> the stipulate stipulation they put in, I didn't quite understand. The one person in, one person out. I'm like, okay, no tags, cool. But then they tagged, and I'm like, "Well, I thought we said no tags." And then they had two or three in the ring at once, and I'm like, "All right, I'm confused." So yeah. and I liked it end, when it started. I love the idea when it started. Like, oh, he rolled out, boom, I'm in. 
that was great. I'm like, that's a great. And then it just kind of fell apart. But other than that, the match was fantastic. Yeah, I uh, with this with that particular, I don't want to say gimmick like it's a freaking lumberjack match or whatever, but that particular gimmick match, um, I really I dig it, man. I think uh, you know rope breaks don't count. <laughs> like uh, hanging that dude off the t- you know over the top rope, hanging off the uh, the edge of the ring, just so- that's a lot of trust too. So graphic and just tells the story of we're here, we're not going anywhere. And if you think these three jabronis are going to, you know, even shine my boots, you are out of your mind. Ding, ding, ding. And still trios champions. That's. <laughs> and it, it's funny because they're not in any long term story or program right now. And I don't think House of Black needs it. Like they're good enough to just, all right, who's next? And boom, they go out there and. Eventually, you'll have to build somebody up to challenge them. Uh, and I know, I think the pay-per-view, they're taking on the Acclaimed and the Guns. I don't remember if that's been officially announced yet or not, but... Yeah, I'm not sure. I assume that's what they're building up to because they've given the Acclaimed and Billy Guns such a, a run as trios, and they've talked about the trios. So, I could see that being something coming, which would be interesting. Uh, that'd be a good match, but I see the House Black winning that, which is a shame because I'd like to see Acclaim get back into their their routine but they're so over no matter what they do they're getting cheered and and scissored in the in the audience so (laughs) yeah the uh yeah that's uh that's a great that's another one too they've pretty pretty much built them built them from the ground up on their own the acclaim uh billy gunn comes in they're already getting over getting over and then you drop a scissor me daddy ass and it it was sold like <laughs> yep. all right <laughs> these guys are made and uh they're gonna be around a little while so i i really um i re- this would be a fun match watching billy gunn going up against brody lee brody uh, king i'm sorry brody king apologize uh yeah getting them getting them slapping man meat Oof, man, don't make be- it weird <laughs> yowza don't be slapping my man meat that'd be gross <laughs> Uh, since we're on a roll, we'll just keep talking some of the matches. Uh, the Lady Frost, Ty Valkyrie, great match. Great showing for Lady Frost. Uh, I've been following her a little bit on and off for a while. Uh, this was a really good showing for her on Dynamite. And I, yeah, I just, this was a decent match. I wouldn't say it was like five-star, top of the line, best match I've seen in the night of the women, but very good match. She laid it in there. Ty laid it into her a couple times. And I, again, it's one of those psychology matches great because they played it, Ty Valkyrie played it to where she thought she was going to come in and squash her. Lady Frost kind of showed up and started showing out and you can almost see like Ty switch that switch like, okay, wait a minute. I was supposed to squash you. Now I'm not like, now I got to take it seriously. And, and then, then you got you had, Jade coming out and all that. Yeah, and I think the that, Jade that, match is going to be good. That's what I was going to say there too. With Jade came out, you could tell she turned it up a notch. So Lady Frost was like, okay, you want to turn it up? I got you. And then commentary again, they played a great role in the in the storytelling of the match where they're contributing to all of the work that the women are doing and they're they're making Lady Frost credible, talking about how credible she is and how um, athletic she is and her background and then that um, sort of that cannonball uh, cannonball kick kind of thing kind of thing she did i was like yowza so great match i was uh i'm always happy to see taya valkyrie in the ring she's so <laughs> charismatic <laughs> yeah period and she's so charismatic in the ring and uh just awesome great win and uh very very excited to see the uh cargill and uh taya valkyrie match that's gonna be a banger and you'll have a new 
TBS. You think champion. so? Yes. That I think will be if Taya wins it. I will. Uh, I'll make some space for. Uh, don't tell Tiff. <laughs> I'll make some space for the TBS title. <laughs> you got to buy something. Make yourself feel good. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Tiff. Yeah. I followed your advice. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I agree. I was listening to the What Culture guys, and they were talking about Lady Frost. And I think it was Cedric that made a point that she feels like pack on some of the stuff she does. And I started thinking, I'm like, yeah, she's got like that snap. And I think once she fine tunes it and perfects it, yeah, she's going to be amazing. Uh, and I think she's pretty young too. I don't know how long she's been in the business. I'll have to, I'd have to research it, but uh, it'll be interesting to see where she goes. Uh, I'd love to see the all elite graphic for her eventually. I'm hoping with Collision coming out, we get to see more women's wrestling. So she's not banking on she's it. She's not exclusively uh, AEW. No. Okay. Wow. No, cool. she's one of the independent people they brought in. I, well, I've never seen an all elite graphic for her yet, so I don't think so. Usually he does the all elite when like, okay, they're, they're, they belong, they, they're under contract, I think, which I think is cool. I love that AEW does the kind of buy, you know, buy show appearance and that. I, I think it's a, it's almost like a really big independent company when it comes to that kind of stuff. You can get these special, special people in there and then they can go about their thing and they show up and they come in and they show off like Ty did or, uh, who was it? Uh, Stark. The uh, I can't think of her name. Billy oh, Stark. Uh, Billy. Yeah. She came out there and showed out and made a name for herself and ended up getting a contract. So boom, yeah, that's awesome. That's the uh, kind of stuff that that's amazing. Yeah. So Lady Frost, uh, she actually debuted in 2018. Oh, okay. So she's she's been around a minute. Um, so about five years. I don't think she was billed from Pittsburgh, but she's from Pittsburgh, and it looks like she's wrestled in every single company. So she's, uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, she's wrestled under quite a few names, but yeah, I agree. Like, that's a really good comparison with, with her, uh, athleticism that, like, almost violence, if that's the right word, with, you know, how she executes her moves. So very, yeah, that pow. So, um, good for, uh, good for her. And yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing a, an all elite or, uh, even a, um, uh, Ring of Honor logo behind, uh, behind her. So cool. And uh, the last match, and then we can go into some of the talking stuff, which we've kind of covered a little bit, but might as well all the wrestling matches. We had the uh, the tag titles, the Ring of Honor tag titles, which lived up to what I hoped it would, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. went into it hoping it would be a good match. And I think I think we talked about it on our kind of a preview show that it had to have a kind of a weird squirrely finish, although this one worked really well. Like it was, it didn't really affect the end of the match because they all they did was hold Claudio out. But then I love that they just kept super kicking him, <laughs> super kick after super kick. I was like, woof. But yeah, those four guys, I want to see more of them. I like, give me more of that. Give me a program after the elite BCC stuff's done between Claudio and the, uh, the Lucha bros, because fun match, you know, a lot of the high flying stuff, Claudio showing off his strength. But again, another one was a lot of psychology in the match where, you know, you're watching it and you're going, oh man, this is, that's a big, strong dude against some really fast dudes. And yeah, yeah I really enjoyed it. Did you uh, did you see the uh, the the action after the match where uh, Brian Danielson was slapping Yuta? I heard about it. I didn't Ooh. see it though. He was. Is it out there on Twitterverse? Somewhere? It was because um, I know it was sure off the I air. S- yeah, it was after. Yeah, after the camp. So he's yelling at him, and uh, Yuta is basically at parade rest. And parade rest is when your feet are shoulder width apart, and your hands are behind you, and your elbows are. Sh- uh, your your forearms are parallel to the to the ground, horizontal to the ground, 
and Danielson rears back, and I was like, he is not going to do this. Wakao! Slaps the taste out of his mouth, and it was so loud, and Yuta was just like, like, no-sold it. I was like, damn, dude, you are a boss. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. So yeah, I guess he was getting in on him um, for getting the pin, and um, yeah, that was it was a great match. I like the angle at the end, just to like. You know, turn the knife just a little bit more with the super kicks and the elite coming out. They slid under the, you know, slid from underneath the ring. And man, this is just, this is going to be awesome. And uh, anarchy in the arena. Sorry for your damn luck because someone's getting hurt. (laughs) Yeah. I was thinking about you when Moxley was cutting his promos. I was like, yep, I can see Jared watching it. Is it over yet? Because. He said, uh, what did he say in that one promo? If you if you don't like blood and gore and violence, don't watch this. And I was like, well, I guess Jared's going to be skipping it. <laughs> All right, guys, I'll be back. <laughs> yep. I'm, I'm going to go have making, some bourbon real quick. Yeah, I'll be making your drinks. I just bought some uh, red breast and uh, some Irish whiskey. I'll be I'll be back. Hey, shout out to uh, the fan bus for uh, hooking us up with that tasting uh, last night, man. That was that red breast. I have it written down on my list, too. That was some good stuff. If you want to see it, go check it out on uh, YouTube and Rumble under... Uh, uh, I think it was under the Patriot Sports Radio Network. They they put it live out there. It was good stuff. Yeah. If you like bourbon, worth checking out. Yeah, definitely worth checking out. And thank you to Andy for uh, our uh, whiskey sommelier was a a little too smart for, for me, but I really <laughs> enjoyed it. And uh, all five of them were really entertaining, like on the palate and, you know, the different mouthfeels and some were oily and peaty and delicioso. One was fantastic. And it was one of 171 bottles that this that this bourbon came from. And it was uh, it was from Belconi's. And wow, it was so good. And then there was another one that was finished in an old tequila barrel. Yeah, that was the Belconi's. Shit. Oh, I might have I may have written them down incorrect then. Yeah, that was the Balconies that uh, that very limited edition one. Man, yeah, that was, yeah, uh, worth, worth checking out that show. You'll see us get a little uh, little lit up towards the yeah. end of it. <laughs> yeah, Andy, Andy was uh, very red uh, for four samples in. I was like, all right, man, go go for it. So, yeah. all right, let's rain it back in. All right, we're back, back to wrestling. <laughs> so, I think the match of the night for me, um, if we can't do title matches. Because you expect champions to perform. Um, Daniel Garcia and and uh, Roderick Strong. Seeing Roderick Strong knuckle up after that match that he had with Jericho. I uh, 
wow. they are making him for sure. Not not that he wasn't not that he wasn't great coming into this, but I I'll admit I was never big into NXT Black and Gold. I watched it here and there. I maybe catch the pay per views. I didn't realize how good this guy was. And that Jericho match, I even said it on our uh, last Dynamite, was probably in my top five matches of the year, if if not top three. Love that match for everything it was. And then, yeah, this with Daniel Garcia was great. Uh, Daniel Garcia is definitely coming into his own. He's he's becoming uh, he was he's good. He's been doing independent stuff great, but his character work is working. The his little <laughs> dance, and then I love when he was getting ready the sports to sports entertainer. Yeah, he's becoming a great sports entertainer. <laughs> and then I loved when he was getting ready to either suplex or pile drive. I don't remember what he was doing, but the fans were all shooting. You can't dance, so he starts dancing anyway. And then Roderick Storm reverses it. I'm like, what a, I, I would almost bet that that was probably called on the fly because if not, it was perfect timing for them chanting that. And then him showing them that I can dance and then it turning into costing him like <laughs> that's where the momentum changes, you know? Yeah. Which is part of the story we talked about with him is like this whole, he's starting to realize that maybe this sports entertainment thing isn't working for me. <laughs> like, but that, that whole sequence was great. Yeah. I was glad to see Roderick continue with the winning streak, too, because I, I was worried that they're going to 50-50 book him. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. He's not with WWE anymore. <laughs> and Garcia, a multi-time um, peer champion, uh, you know, credible, has competed in multiple matches, had great showings. Roderick is a uh, multi-time Ring of Honor, prior Ring of Honor and uh, NXT Tag Team Champion. And yeah, this was this was a really good match. And I, that's a really good way you put it, where they're making him. And I'd like to see him stay on AEW and not go over to uh, Ring of Honor exclusively. So, you know, whenever they do some of the pay-per-views or the... Um, I don't want to say gimmick, uh, you know, gimmick crossover type stuff, but yeah, man, that was uh, that was definitely a, a good showing for both of those wrestlers. That was, <laughs> and I like we keep going back about it. Like <laughs> he just gets in his own way with this sports entertaining thing, and there have been characters in the past that would you know try and win the fans over or try and you know um, you know it just it's so funny. I just. Man, yeah, good stuff. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's great. And like I said, he, he's definitely coming to his own and becoming, uh, yeah. And and again, it's one of those guys, and I don't want to say he's AEW born because he did a lot of time in the independence, but I think AEW is really good at, so, you know, a lot of the complaints were out there were, that were, uh, you know, AEW is relying on old uh, WWE guys and blah, blah, blah. Yes, you've got Moxley and you've got Jericho and Cole in main storylines. However, You've got way more people that they've built up from their grassroots. And I think as these ex-WWE guys, not that Cole's old and going to retire, but let's say Jericho, right? Like, realistically, he's, what, 50-something years old. He's probably going to start stepping back a little. Like, yes, you'll miss him. And I imagine his brain will still be part of everything AEW does. He'll be part of all that. But you don't need him to get people over. Uh, I think Mox will be around for a while, too. And, and that guy, man. Talk about cutting a promo that makes you want to Oh wow. Just, oh, man. There were some, so we kind of went through the wrestling parts of it, but like we can go through the promo parts now because there were some amazing backstage, front stage, center stage, devil promos throughout this mat, this thing that I think lead into some really good, like that's how you sell pay-per-view on some of this stuff. Um, you know, some of the heat angles that I wish I would have seen, like there was no Kenny Omega, which surprised me. I thought maybe he'd show up uh, just to, you know, pop the crowd, if anything, when the 
the, the elite did their thing. No hangman page. So kind of surprised at that. However, you did get, you know, the FTR stuff. So they talk about Mark Briscoe. Mark Briscoe slaps the taste oh, of man. Dax. He was slapping everybody. Everybody. And then when he comes out of the ring and he trucks over Karen, uh, Jared, I was like, oh man, he like shoved her a little hard. I was like, Woof. wow. And then he slaps the taste out of, uh, and then, you know, it gets up to, uh, slaps the taste out of Jeff Jarrett, gets up to Jay Luthor and he goes, I'm done with this BS. Like, you know, I'm not going to slap you, but this is stupid. Yeah. Tired of your bullshit. Yeah. So <laughs> it was great to kind of lay that out as, okay, this is going to be your special guest referee. However, it's, it's, it looks like it is going to be straight down the middle and he's going to be great at it. So that was good stuff. Then you had, uh, the Ricky Starks promo oh, where, man. you know, everybody said I lost control and got DQ'd. No, I got DQ'd because I don't care. I'm done with it. I'm moving on. And I wish this segment would have taken place be- before their matches because this was a heat segment. This segment, I got more from Jay White and Juice Robinson than any of the stuff they'd done before. Like, I was like, God, those guys are assholes. Like, they're doing, holding him down, beating him. And then, is this the pose? Is this the pose? I was like, freaking great. Like, that's the Jay White I want to see. It's selling you. It's selling you on the match that they need to have. And you're like, wait a minute. You've already had multiple matches. Like like you said, like, why didn't we do this a month ago? Why wasn't this how I debuted? And, you know, you bring out Jay White, who outside of Okada and um, Kenny Omega, like one of the most decorated um, wrestlers from New Japan. And he just comes out kind of flat with a tank top. And you're like, huh, okay. <laughs> and yeah, I think uh, this is a good jump off point. I'm not sure what you're going to do with Starks now. Um, do you think he wins the Battle Royal for the inter- for the international champion? No, I think, I think uh, Orange wins it. It could be where he's like one of the last ones. And he, yeah, so he ends up, he ends up being like one of the last three. He eliminates more people than anyone else and still can't get the victory. And maybe you see a new attitude and hopefully he doesn't join the Bullet Club gold because it wouldn't make sense for him because he's not a New Japan guy. But, um, but yeah, I don't think he wins it. I think Orange uh, takes the international title over to Collision and um, does continue doing great things with uh, with that. I, uh, I so I agree. However, I could see a case for Jay White taking it in the Battle Royal. Although, to be honest with you, I, if if they're going to take it from Orange Cassidy, I'd rather see him lose it in a straight up match. I don't think losing it in the Battle Royal will be good unless something goofy happens. Yeah, I'm with you. I think I think Orange takes it at the Battle Royal because yeah, any, anything other than that, I think you're ruining this run and it kind of devalues it a little, but what a run. Yeah, I'll, I'll go on another tangent on Orange Cassidy if I needed to, but. Yeah, just like you said too, though, like you don't want to see, <clears throat> not so I want to see, this is actually one of the first Battle Royals that I want to see. Um, yeah, first Battle Royal, WrestleMania 3 had one that was kind of interesting, but that was, you know, 37 years ago. But this, uh, this definitely Royal is Rumble one. one was pretty good. Mm. yeah (laughs) just kidding (laughs) i mean i was happy to see yeah yeah i was happy to see cody win money in the bank um you know that one was pretty interesting it didn't go super long it wasn't you know painful but i think this one just like what aew is really really strong for is how you didn't know that you wanted to see fletcher in a mat in a singles match until all of a sudden you saw him in a singles match i didn't know that i wanted to see gunther and Lesnar in a match until I saw them like face to face during Money in the Bank or um, 
King of the Ring, and you were like, dude, this dude Royal Rumble. Needs- Royal Rumble, I'm sorry. You're talking and, about all the future pay-per-views. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so to see, you know, you're going to see some of the the guys in the back really get after it. Some folks are going to lay some stuff in. And, um, you know, just like how we're always talking about how the, you know, some of these ma- matches need to make people. Why do you keep relying on, okay, the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. I get it. You had to give it to Lashley to sort of appease him. Hey, sorry about that. We'll get you on the back end because whatever's going on with Bray. And, you know, this would be a great opportunity to get to know who Jay White is. Great opportunity to sort of get Ricky Starks up and out and away from the whole Jericho storyline that went on way too long. So we'll see. Hopefully they they build some more stories, make a couple more wrestlers and, uh, It'll be interesting to see how many, how many, so AEW is really good for this. How many surprises do you think you'll see um, during this pay-per-view? I'm not sure. So I, I thought for sure we would get some in the Battle Royal, but they've announced all the people going to be in it. So we're not going to get any like Shibata run-ins or Okada showing up or anything like that. However, I think we might see something in the, the Anarchy in the Arena. I think maybe we see Ibushi show up or... Uh, you know, m- maybe we see Will Ospreay show up. Maybe Will Ospreay shows up to challenge uh, Orange Cassidy after the Battle Royal. So I think we might see some because I think they need to, I think if I'm correct, the next pay-per-view is Forbidden Door. And one of the criticisms they got last Forbidden Door is that they didn't do anything to build the storylines and, the, and the, uh, the reason for these matches other than the dream matches. That being said, amazing pay-per-view. Loved every second of it. Was at it live. Watched it like three or four oh my times gosh, so on pay-per-view. Awesome. Really good show. So awesome. So I think being that Double or Nothing is ending and Tony Khan is really good about wrapping up storylines at the end of a, you know, you have the blow-off field and that's blow-off feud and that's the blow-off. Like maybe we start seeing, and maybe Will Ospreay doesn't go after Orange Cassidy. Maybe Will Ospreay shows up in the Anarchy in the Arena as the one that Don Callis has been talking about. And it's Don Ooh. Callis and Will Ospreay that, you know, cost the elite that match. And then maybe you spin off Will Ospreay and Omega for Forbidden Door and possibly All In. And you can continue the Elite versus the BCC by putting in Takata, you know, or somebody, or Takeshita, sorry, Takeshita. Somebody to kind of help the Elite going forward. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things they can do because we still don't know why why Don Callis did what he did. And I, th- yeah, I think, I think we'll have some surprises. If you were to ask me a number, maybe two or three, but... We got one of them. This uh, we got one at Dynamite. Oh my I goodness! Never, that was so ever that expected. Was so awesome. Sabu to show up. So awesome! Great to see him. He's been dealing with a lot of medical issues. Um, didn't ever like. I don't see any connection outside of Chris Jericho did do some time at ECW. Um, and they had a pretty good feud in ECW. Yeah. Well, okay, yeah. So you roll that back. That 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 could be a a good connecting file. That um, that you know Sabu is going to be there to. Make sure it's uh, down the middle. Yep. And uh, I love Taz. I know that guy. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, you do. And, yeah, I, it's Sabu. So, you know, Adam Cole having him come out. Uh, uh, like you said, other than that connection of Jericho, I mean, it's also kind of cool because if I remember the story correctly, the first match Shad Khan took uh, Tony Khan to was a Sabu, like, main evented it. 
So it's kind of like, you know, he's all, it's like his little dream thing to meet the guy. And there you go. You know, Tony, Tony Khan books, like, uh, like we would book like, Oh man, I want to get Sabu. That'd be awesome. Or can we do this? And he definitely is a fan of wrestling and books it that way, which is cool. That's awesome to be a billion dollar booker. And, uh, you know, just keeps making the roster a little bit better. I don't want to see outside of what we already saw him throw the chair and do some other stuff. I, you know, he's been uh, dealing with some medical stuff. Hopefully we don't see him do anything too outlandish, but uh, definitely, definitely going to be, yeah, it's going to be very, very personal. I could see quite a bit of blood being shed on this one. And uh, pay-per-view. Yeah. The whole pay-per-view. You got a ladder match. Yeah. He's going to be getting busted open. You've got, maybe not like they, I mean, unless they could do that without it, but definitely anarchy in the arena. You're going to see buckets of blood. I wouldn't be surprised if I, I would be surprised if not all four of them are, or all eight of them are bleeding by the end. You know, <laughs> yeah. all of them will yeah. be bleeding. Yeah. And the unsanctioned match. Yeah. Adam Cole, they'll bo- probably both get busted open. Yeah. It'll be interesting. It'll be a rough one for you to watch. <laughs> as long as it makes sense with the story and the, it's just not like splashing all over the camera. Like when uh, Brian Daniels. Danielson, like Jesus, he just ran back. He just splashed the camera. Dude. So, um, yeah, I think this is going to be a really, really good pay-per-view. Looking forward to it. And um, kudos to, again, to the like the the producers in the back, Tony, the veterans that he's brought in the, who are doing a lot of the coaching. And then just the like the little threads and nuggets that he drops and that little um, uh, the little comment that that Aaron made. He's like, all right, all right, we'll see you in four days. That's right, four days. I was like, let's go. Uh, Yeah, I'm starting to wonder if there's not something too, like you said, a little four horsemen, you know? Like, what if they bring out El Idio in and Ric Flair? So there's, you know, you're next to, like, they could, I don't know. I don't know. Like, there there could be something to that. Or it's just he always flashes the four because that's what he's known for. I'd like to see uh, Roderick Strong be one of the four horsemen. He could be that Tully figure in there. Uh, Wardlow could be the Luger slash Arn Anderson enforcer figure. Um, figure out someone who'd be sort of styling and profiling. Um, maybe Adam Cole. Since you got strong in there, you could yeah, do Adam that's Cole. True, yeah, he could do. He could kind of play that Ric Flair role. And then who else would you need? I don't know who your fourth would be. And then Arn Anderson could sort of do that. JJ Dillon. And then. Who would be the other one? So you have a technical, you got the enforcer, you got the champ. Um, yeah, that's a good one. So who do you think should be the fourth four horsemen? Hey, fourth. let us know in the comments below. There it is. Tell us what you think. Hit us up on Twitter. There it is. Awesome. Uh, we're stumped on that one. Yeah. And and then uh, I wanted to say this to the last because I thought it was probably one of the better promos of the night was that MGF promo. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. This dude can cut a promo. That makes you think he's a baby face and then flip it on you. And you're like, this guy's a real asshole. Uh-huh. Like he cut that promo. And I think one of the things about MJF, and again, I think one of the greatest wrestlers going on right now is MJF. His mic work, even though he doesn't do it much in the ring, he does some really good ring work. But that promo he cut before Darby Allen came out and interrupted him about, you know, we're the <laughs> pillars. <laughs> yeah. He did have some really funky looking shoes Ooh. on. But yeah. he comes out and talks about, you know, we built this company. We're the pillars. We've had these the best matches you've seen and this and that. And I'm like, man, that's a great, great, uh, great promo. Great way to get you invested in like, oh, these guys really are the four guys are going to be the the top of the line, the the match to watch. And 
you know, he ends it with, you know, the, the devil line, you know, the devil is here. I forget exactly what it was, but it was just like, woof. And he cuts such a good promo that with all the little missteps they've had to the build. Now, the build is going to be great. I think the match is going to be phenomenal. Um, but all little missteps, he, he fixed them right in that, right in that, that promo. It made me go, yeah, let's go. You know, just like Moxley does. Moxley's got that way to cut a promo and you're just like, oh, man. Like, I believe that guy's going to really beat the hell out of somebody. Yeah, Moxley's like, I'm not trying to sell you anything. Just just spitting facts. You're like, hey, FaceTime Dude. your kids while you got teeth. Yeah. <laughs> that was such a great Ooh, line. That's freaking gnarly. So, yeah, uh, I will be uh, looking forward to... So, like, Claudio seems like the... The odd man out out of all of them, whereas he's not doing all the super kicks. He's not like out there cutting himself on purpose. He's like a technical wrestler who cut his teeth and made a name for himself as a sports entertainer. He's the Ring of Honor world champion, and you almost never hear him talk. So it's like, okay, you know, I I um I'm wondering who they're gonna make within Ring of Honor to take the title off of him and to uh to launch this, you know, the the new TV deal and the new streaming service and who's marketable enough for uh, Ring of Honor. And not that Claudio shouldn't be the world champion. It's just your champion should be the face of the face of the brand. And if he's not talking, he's just standing. He's standing behind Mox. And, you know, unless and I mean, I don't see anyone. I don't see any like big turns happening on uh, on this pay-per-view except for Jungle Jack. But I, I could see some surprises for Wembley, some some turns, you know, Hater maybe turning or, you know, like some I think of the brutal home- turn on Hater. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I meant. I'm sorry. Yeah, because you'll, you know, she'll get the home cooking. Man, uh, I, I tell vibe. you, you know, we, we sort of every once in a while fantasy book all in. I was thinking about the other day, like if they if they do the story right and, and finish the outcast stuff in the next pay-per-view or, or even if they finish it now, uh, sh- having Brick. Brit turn on Jamie Hader and then having Jamie Hader and Britt Baker as one of your matches at all in, that'd be a good one. And then Soraya could do whatever she's going to do. Cause I think, you, I think you want them both. To, I, I know everybody's booking the two of them together, but I think you book them separately. So they each get their home. Right. Yeah. The home crowd. Pop, that's pop. so smart. So smart. Like, yeah, you want to get everybody on the card, but they're far enough up the card to where they can absolutely um, find a, a quality competitor and uh make some money that that's that is a 100 percent. i agree maybe you get you know soraya going after jade cargill's title or ty valkyrie you know oh. if, you know maybe i i wouldn't i wouldn't say jade and and this is gonna sound kind of harsh but i would jade's still a little green and with soraya's injury issue i maybe wouldn't pair those two together but ty would be good if ty ends up winning that title and carries it and then soraya you know, decides she wants a title and if she doesn't go for the world title, but who knows? I'm not Tony Khan. I don't book that well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. Great. Uh, great thoughts though. I mean, you could definitely, definitely build a strong program either way. And um, really, man, I cannot. Oof. Yeah. This is going to be a great, this is going to be a fantastic weekend for professional wrestling. Um, you've got um, an, an NXT show. You've got WWE, you've got Impact, you've got um, AEW with just a phenomenal card. And, you know, Tony Khan comes on and says, you know, hey, this is where it all began. 
And you just think back like, wow, I cannot believe it's been that long. And, uh, you know, for you, especially, you know, you've been there since day one. And uh, I've got a couple of t-shirts that say I was there. And I'm I'm pretty stoked to, uh, you know, been been one of the, you know, one of the plank owners of, uh, of AEW. So good, good stuff. Great show. And, uh, I'm not going to use the word great. It was a good show. Good show. Yeah. How many beards do you give it? I gave it two and a half. It was a strong two and a half. Um, it moved some storylines. I gave the crowd a little bit of a break because I figured that they were they'd already been there for like two hours before they were responding to what we were seeing. And um, again, great great show for the referees. There wasn't anything crazy where you were like, "Well, wait a minute!" Like you know, I thought. The only thing I would say on that one would be during the trios match when next thing you know, you had everyone in the ring and you were like, well, wait a minute. I thought you were supposed to. Well, if rope rope breaks don't matter, <laughs> neither does this. <laughs> yeah. What about you? What do you think? I did the same two and a half. Really? Okay. Yep. Yep. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't top tier. Uh, it, it almost made three, but yeah, two and a half is where I went. It was, it was good. But not great, not uh, awesome. And uh, I thought I would have. There's like there were a couple things that I would like to see more of. Like I would have loved to seen Kenny. You know, even if it was just cut a promo or you know come out at the end with a baseball bat with with um, Hangman to chase Moxley away or whatever. Just something. Uh, I think yeah, there was just there wasn't. It's going to sound odd, but there wasn't as much wrestling as I'm used to seeing on AEW, (laughs) and I was kind of a little taken back by that. However, the show went by very smooth. It went by very quick. The pacing was good. At no point in it was I was like, is this over yet? Or I'm bored, which I thought I would when we looked at it ahead of time. And I'm like, here's from, talks about, here from. Yeah, we did, didn't we? Yeah, we were like, well. Yeah, what's going on? There's only three matches announced. So there was no point in where I was like, it sucks. It's boring. So I will give it that. But yeah, two and a half is what I want. I think what would have been cool is a vignette with Kenny Omega like, even if he was walking around in the desert, almost like hangover, like on the phone, hey, <laughs> we fucked up. Or like now they can't find Don Callis. He's in a trunk somewhere or whatever. Um, <laughs> the the comment about not seeing um, Hangman. And I watched it twice and I was like, I think, I think there was, I think Hangman was on. I tell you back, was, he was on. He cut a promo because he talked about uh, being best friends with the Young Bucks and not friends with Omega, but their family or something like that. Yeah. I take it back. He was on. Yep. And it was such a throwaway though, where you were like, dude, you, you got hurt because of these guys that were about to go into anarchy in the arena. And now you're not on the last show before anarchy in the arena. So it's, uh, yeah, I, you know, good, a good show. I think it did, uh, got Fletcher moved up the card a little bit. Great showing by orange Cassidy. And uh, I'm really looking forward to Double or Nothing. As am I. Yeah, I think it's going to be a great weekend for wrestling, uh, for sure. So, um, yeah, I, I, well, I was going to talk it off air, but do you want to go live? Do you want to live stream Double or Nothing and do our reactions to it? Sure. All right. Let's, hey, stay tuned. We might do that. Check out our Twitter. If you, What? We have Twitter? We do. What? At No Shave Man Cave. Follow us wherever you get your socials. No Shave Man Cave. Uh, we are on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. All the good stuff. Uh, if you want to watch some of our live streams, which we are now starting to live stream our podcast every Tuesday and Thursday, seven to eight o'clock 
on YouTube and Rumble Simulcast. Rumbling on Saturdays. Check us out on the Fantasy Sports Corporation. We'll be on their channel every Saturday from 8 to 9. No, 7 to 8. I lied. From 7 to 8, Fantasy Sports Corp. Uh, check out their page. We go on there and kind of recap the week of wrestling. And uh, yeah, follow us uh, if you want to hear us in the audio form and don't want to see these ugly mugs and just listen to us. No Shave Man Cave, wherever you get your podcast from. We appreciate every one of you. And it is time for my catchphrase to go hot tag to the hot marine. Bump Let's go, baby. Feed, bump and feed. hi Thank you so much for what you're doing. Come check us out. The No Shave Man Cave. Swing on over to YouTube as well. We've got over 140 videos, clips, and shorts to uh, talk about, of course, professional wrestling. A little bit of cigar talk and some bourbon talk. So thank you again for all the love that you've been showing, Jay Tilly and I. Keep it coming. On behalf of Jay Tilly, I'm Ellie Jair. Thanks for checking us out here at the No Shave Man Cave. Till next time, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and we'll see you on the floor. You've been listening to the No Shave Man Cave. If it's pro wrestling, we're talking about it. Unless we see something shiny and wander off into the woods. If you hang around long enough, we'll eventually come back. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Fire off your comments and be sure to leave us a five-star rating. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at No Shave Man Cave. Y'all be cool. And we'll see you next time on the No Shave Man Cave. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 